Well, howdy, everybody. <laughs> I think I'm going to start saying howdy. I think that's I think that's happening now. Uh, thanks for checking out another episode of O Jeremiah Talks. Today on the on the podcast, Aaron and I basically have couples therapy uh, with each other. Uh, I had sort of an emotional breakdown yesterday regarding the RV that we're trying to create. And that sounds like light and funny or whatever, but it was a big deal yesterday. We have obviously overcome it, but Aaron saw an opportunity to have emotional growth from it. And I love her for that. So I had no plans going in because Aaron said she was kind of steering the ship on this episode and steer it did she. So a very vulnerable conversation about feeling weak and feeling like you're not capable. And Aaron just kind of shines throughout the entire episode. And then on the other half of the episode that we do over on Patreon, we talk more about the van. We talk about um, the James Bond movie that we just saw that had that we had a lot of fun with. We also talk about Succession, my favorite show ever. It was just, there's a lot in this episode, so if you want that, head over to our Patreon page. It's Patreon.com/slash/OJeremiah, or go to OJeremiahTalks.com, and we're there too. On the podcast or on the Patreon, we are putting in all new kinds of perks if you are interested in that kind of stuff. I'm kind of writing a book of stories, and that's all happening over on Patreon, and uh, we're releasing one demo a month of songs that will make it onto our album that we are currently writing for. So all of that is happening over on Patreon. We would love to see you there. Okay, that's it. I hope that your fall is beginning well, and I hope that this conversation does whatever you need it to. We're just happy you're here. Let's get into it. I want it to be you talking on the intro. I want to get together. Yeah. Okay. So I told you today, I was like, let me start this. We had a direction we were going to go, and I'm uh, scrapping what you said, and I'm just doing my own thing. I love that. Watch me fly. Yeah, go ahead. If you're not ready to share, just let me know, and we don't have to. But you're a processor, so I thought this might be good for you. Yeah. Um, your journey with the van has been a hot mess over the last 12 hours. Yes, very rough 12 hours, for sure. And I say this lovingly okay wow okay no i just want you to know that okay um i'm gonna back it up just a little bit i'm gonna tell like a jeremiah type story and where it's like all gonna come to a head at at the right point okay okay and you're hopefully you'll feel understood and like seen and like i already feel i already feel understood you feel golden today there's like nothing that can touch you so i feel pretty free to just like go ahead to just spread the wings of time so I, I, there, there are a couple of things in my life that I get pretty bent out of shape over. And I, like, I'm, I'm really sensitive to how I behave to fitness or sometimes I get in my head about food and, or like the amounts of, like things that just like get me triggered emotionally, um, conflict with people in my life. Uh, stress of like being on both sides of a situation and like feeling like my family's pulling me in different ways. Like there's like several things in my life that really just kind of can very quickly escalate into feeling a lot of negative thoughts around. Yeah. Um, you don't have a lot of those things. Right. You're, you're a very resilient person. You're very, um, adaptable to change you're very accommodating to 
what you need in the moment. And this is like, my favorite podcast. Do you like these compliments? Uh, this, is, this is going so well. Okay. Well, there's going to be a sharp turn in a second. <laughs> okay. You're, that's just how you naturally are. Yeah. And I think that's like, I think that's why I like being with you so much is that I can kind of look to you as a, a kind of, I'm not putting you on a pedestal or anything, but I can look to you and be reminded that I don't, that getting bent out of shape isn't necessarily like going to serve me because like you can just push through and it'd be fine, you know? And this is excluding like mental health stuff and the depression that you've been in over the last year. This kind of like a side, this is just day to day, like on an average basis. Right. Right. Well, in all honesty, as someone that does get triggered easily with things of the nature that I described earlier, looking to you can be a sign of hope and it can also be a sign of, um, what's the right word? It can, it can be a little bit disheartening at times because I, it's hard for me to be around someone that's so resilient all the time whenever sometimes it feels like I'm drowning in my, what's unresiliency hmm. in, res- and, and it makes me feel like something's wrong with me or like, you know, like why can't I adapt to change like he can or because it's natural. We talked about comparison a few weeks ago. And while I don't struggle with comparison on social media, very like bad, like I really don't struggle with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I do struggle with comparison with you sometimes. Mm. And I don't like that about myself, but it's just true because you're the person I'm around the most. Right. And a lot of our differences are illuminated by just like physical life experiences. Just you, how you, you wake see, up in the world right. is so different from the way I do. So on bad days, whenever I'm not able to just like bounce back or just like overcome something and I just like stay in my head about something, I kind of look to you for that hope and I just get kind of resentful that you can handle everything. Hmm. That's just kind of true. Well, I'm really going on a tangent here. Yeah, that was you. You were on a soapbox. All to say, um, yesterday you had and I'm hoping you'll share with us a little bit about the van story if you'd like. But it was one of the first times in a while that I had seen you really like break down from something and that resiliency wasn't there. And it was very human to see you like that. Yeah. And I kind of like selfishly needed to be reminded that you struggle too. Yeah. And I don't mean that negatively. That's why I said I'm saying this with love, right? Yeah. No, no. And I I feel nothing but love right now. Okay, good. So I just, I'm just sharing the emotional zoomed out view of like my experience of yesterday yeah because i've been i've been pretty hands-off with the van stuff besides like the paperwork in the background yeah but for the hands-on stuff like i imagine me being more along the lines of like the final stages yeah well can i can i catch people up on what we're even talking about i feel like that's important that's probably important so yesterday i started the journey of i had the perfect storm of a bad day yesterday i was installing a window in the van we specifically bought a van that didn't have windows because we agreed that we didn't want windows. But our friends came that just got off a of van life journey and they were like, you have to have at least one window back here to ventilate the kitchen <clears throat> and it makes it feel bigger. And I, I and I totally get that. And it's just you want to be able to see outside like it, yeah. it, it, their argument was bulletproof. Yeah, they it, they sold us in it really quickly and. 
a window is like 700 bucks. It was like so 700 bucks. Not the end of the world, but also like that's something you have to plan for. <laughs> and the 700 bucks part wasn't the part that was so scary. The part that was so scary was taking a jigsaw, cutting a huge four foot hole in your van and being responsible with filling it in. To fill the hole. That's yes, really, because there is yeah. no going back. So yesterday was the van install day. I did so much research. Window the window. Yeah, the window install. I did so much research. I woke up very early, went to install the window, opened the window after I had cut the hole because I'd watched all these videos on how to do it. And in the Sprinter van, it shows you in the van like, hey, this is where a window would go. So there's like an indention. Just like in all the YouTube videos, I cut it out exactly the way it was supposed to go. It popped out. Everything was going awesome. Wait, you also, you forget the trouble you had yesterday morning of not having one of the parts and you went I'm around town. There. I'm getting there. My bad. So I cut the hole in the wall and I go, okay, cool. Well, it's time to start getting the window ready. And I go and I open the box and it doesn't have the thing that I thought was like the most important part of the entire window thing, the window seal. And I called the company and I was like, hey, shouldn't you have included the seal? And they're like, no. I didn't know it at the time, but that is like the most common thing on planet Earth. Because this whole process has made me realize I am entering into a world I went my whole life avoiding, which is the handy person. Right. It sounds to me like YouTube is very helpful in building your confidence, but it's not giving you all the details that you need. That's exactly right. Because... I, I come from a, my dad is like so handy, but it was never like, hey, boys, let me show you how to do this. It was always like, I can do this. Y'all get out of the way, which I don't fault him for that because I was an annoying kid that. A lot of, I think a, I've heard from a lot of people that do that. Like my mom was telling me about her husband that is like that. Yeah. So I mean, I think that's very, it's a very common. It's a very common thing. Like I don't need to make this a teaching moment. Let me just fix the window mm -hmm. or whatever it is. So it takes me three hours to find the thing that I'm looking for. And it was at Lowe's the whole time. But I had convinced myself that this is a one-of-a-kind thing that will, no one will ever have, ever. I called every auto place in town, and they were like, oh, my gosh, you're never going to find that. And there was like a 100 of them at yeah. Lowe's. So this very particular camper window seal. That's all I needed. So that knocked me back three hours. And I, it was really hard driving around town with a big hole in my van. Anyway... I go to put the van in. I do I do the jigsaw. I get a grinder and I grind it down. I put the sealant on. I put the uh, I put the urethane on. Everything is ready to go. Because you find it like you had you would you were calling me all throughout the day and like I had a wild day yesterday, so we were kind of passing each other back and forth at the apartment, and you were so frustrated from like not having the one part for the window. And so that took up so much of your day. But then whenever you realize, oh, I can be back on schedule, I'm good. Yeah. You hate time being wasted. That's something you just like, I hate. you it's, can't stand it's it. It's probably my number one pet peeve. Totally. Yeah. And so that had already happened. And you were already exhausted from the the hunt for this missing part. Yeah. And so you were kind of already getting to your rope's end at this point. But you had a buddy that was going to help you with the installation of the window. Yeah. So you were like confident that you could knock it out so yes. we're at around 4 30 p.m we're at 4 30 p.m the this part of the job was only going to take us like 30 minutes so we do the thing i put the window seal in that i finally find at lowe's and it won't stay up and i think to myself that's fine i'll figure it out when i figure it out i'm very ready fire aim I'll, it, at, at some point it'll get fixed 
but it keeps falling. And I think like, all right, I got to put this window in. I'm tired of looking at this thing. So we go, we put all the goo on the window, whatever. Me and my buddy Kyler stick it onto the van and his wife is inside the van watching us put it in. And I've thought a lot about this today because I have, I have language to, to why the breakdown happened. The whole thing, we, we put the van in and from the you outside. You van, but it's window. But, okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. No, no. You so can't. I put the window in and it, from the outside, it looks perfect. I mean, it looks gorgeous. And I'm like celebrating like, holy crap, we did it. And Natalie, his wife on the other side of the van goes, um, I don't think this is right. And what I heard was, Jeremiah, you aren't qualified just like you think you are. Oh, my gosh, babe. You heard that instantly. Instantly. You I don't, didn't, even, I didn't humor, even hear what she said. You didn't even humor anything else. You were like, here it is. I failed. I, this is what I was expecting. Yes. It came true. And the reason we were all on the understanding that it will fit on this window seal perfectly. That is not what, but we didn't know that that was not what was supposed to happen. So I go in the van and I look and it does, she's right. It does not look the way that we thought it was going to look because in none of the videos, it shows the other side of the window. Mm-hmm. Like the inside of the it van. It never shows the, because you look at the outside and you're like, I did it. They never show the inside of the window. So I assume I did it wrong. And dread from the top of my head to the bottom of my toes just like overwhelms me. Yeah. So I thought it was supposed to take 30 minutes. Well, you text me like an hour and a half later and you're like, I could cry. It doesn't fit. Yes. And I was like, oh my gosh, I don't even know what to say. And now I have a window that's covered in goo that I can't send back because it's Mm -hmm. like 150 bucks to ship it. By the time I send it back and we got to buy another one. So I start, the voice in my head is shouting at me. That inner critic that is like, you're not enough, whatever is like shouting at this point. And I wasn't in a good spot because of the day that I had where I drove around Athens all day feeling like a failure. And as soon as Natalie was like, wait, this doesn't look right. She didn't, she didn't even say it maliciously. She said it as normal as she possibly could have said it. And we talked about it today because I saw her again today. I would have said it too. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, because she was right. It did not look the way that we thought it would. Right. And then I, I look at it we immediately take it out because we're all convinced that it's wrong. We set it down, try to get some of the goop off, and then I leave, like, almost in tears. Did y'all talk about it today? We talked about it today. You want to get to that later? Yeah, I'll get okay. there. Um, and then, so I'm in the car, driving home. I text you, and all the only thing I can think of is uh, this just is the worst way it could have gone. And then I call my friend who has done RV stuff before and I tell him the situation and he's like, wait, wait, that sounds like you did it right. What, I don't understand what the problem is. And I basically explained to him the situation. He's like, yeah, dude, the, the van isn't held in place by the window seal. There was some, I want to talk about that time in between that phone call though, because you came home and you were in a really low spot. Okay. Yeah. And that was the resiliency that I was talking about earlier. It was just like, I could see like, you were just like, I can't bounce back from this. And that's something that I don't ever see in you. And you don't have to share about it, but no, like, no, I, I feel, I feel good about it because I, I love that you're bringing it up because I have, I wondered why it reminds me of Chris Traeger in Parks and Rec whenever he's like, my body's a microchip. Like he's like a hundred percent or he's 99. Yeah. yeah. yeah, He's 99% healthy. But the one time something gets in, it takes him down. That's what it felt like yesterday. And 
the only premarital advice that I remember that I hold dear to me is my friend Kevin told me in, in life and in marriage, a man needs to feel capable and a woman needs to feel beautiful. That mm-hmm. is like the bedrock of the understanding or whatever. And I, I know that's simple, but it was like throwaway advice is what he said. And I think about that because whenever I like nine out of 10 times, when I feel as blue as I felt yesterday, it's because I don't feel capable of anything. Mm-hmm. And I felt like I got us on the hook for this van. I am not qualified to be doing what I'm doing. I never should have gotten us into this. I rushed into something without thinking it all the way through. I'm not handy and I won't ever be because I'm 31. I missed that chance or whatever. Mm-hmm. And all of these thoughts just kept piling up and piling up. And you came in and you were like, hey, let's talk it out. And I was like, yeah, you're married to a scumbag. Uh, end of conversation. <laughs> and then you came at me with like empathy and patience. And you were just, like, you gave me the thing that I needed, which was, uh, how, do, how do I say it? Like, you gave me permission to spend as much money to fix it, knowing that no one was going to be mad at me. Because that was the initial, like, like silly fear of like oh we spent money can i also tell you a realization i had in this in our in our window experience yeah um i i imagine it um like i you hear it a lot when when you hear about parents with kids or like people with kids right like we talk about how like if you don't have certain things in your toolbox like your mental emotional well-being of toolbox and how can you hand that down to your kids your kids are gonna you know they they learn less by what you instruct them and more by just how you react to life. Yeah. Like that's what you take on more of. Right. And so I, I had the thought just like a kid, I would assume if, if we had kids, they would almost perceive me as being someone that's like, that's very fearful of money running out. And I had the realization that, like, I'm not saying that your mind is like a child in any way, but I think whenever you're with someone for so long, you begin to rub off on them. And I think that how I treat myself with how I spend money has made you worry with how I'm going to treat you in regards to spending money. Yeah, I think so. Because, and I think a lot of it goes back to that, to my dental story of just putting us in debt for $1,000. Right. And feeling so much shame and guilt for that. And I treated myself really poorly for that. Yeah. And I think that yesterday you were probably afraid to tell me that we would have to buy another window because you've seen how how negatively I treat myself. So how can I possibly treat you well with a screw up like this? Right. And so I don't like that. Like, I'm not proud of that. And I obviously need to work on. But it made me realize, you know, I gave you so much grace for that yesterday I need to be doing the same for myself so that, so that you don't live in fear of how I'm going to react to you based on how I'm reacting to myself. Does that make sense? Yeah, for sure. Like a child seeing how you react to things. Yeah, for sure. And I felt like really cared for, really seen, really like, hey, you are totally safe to be ugly right now, mm-hmm. uh, to be a little kid. And I felt like a little kid when we were talking. And then I like, that was all I needed. I just needed to be like, a scoundrel yeah. without, without hesitation. Just like, let me be as gross as I needed to be. And then after that, I was like, okay, now what? Well, I think also we, we joke about how I go worst case scenario all the time, but sometimes it's practical. Cause I said, babe, worst case scenario, we put this extra window on the credit card 
and we pay it off when we can pay it off. Like it's not the end of the world. Well, and, yes. And we talked about this on the Patreon last week. I used to think I was a fearless person. I would just dive into anything and I had no, I, nothing could stop me. But the van and like other things in our lives You're right now. You're running towards it. I've, I am a fearful person. I'm oh, a very, yeah. I'm a very anxious person when it comes to like my well-being and my future. But you but, ready fire aim anyway. But I, per, I persevere anyway because I know what worst case scenario is, but I don't think it's going to happen because I'm going to outsmart it. But that doesn't mean I'm not afraid because I am afraid. But I also think because my intentions are good, I will be rewarded. But yesterday, my... The, I knew going into it, worst case scenario, this window won't fit and I will have to buy a new one. And immediately my worst case scenario in my brain was realized. Mm -hmm. And it was like, oh, I should have been more afraid of this. I was justified in my fear. Mm -hmm. But anyway, <clears throat> I call my friend after that talk and my friend is like, dude, I think that window totally fit. You just don't know, under understand how windows work is essentially what he said. And I was like, oh, that that holds up. Uh, maybe so. And then I watched like a bunch of videos and they were like, yeah, this is how you installed this window. If it is this brand. And I was like, I should have gotten that brand. And then I looked up the invoice and it was that brand. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> well, can you also go back and say like what Kyler told you in the moment? Oh my gosh. I want to cry whenever I think about it. So if, if you don't have friends that will like tell you what you need, like I would, I would encourage more deep conversation. I don't know how he knew to say He this. started it. He like as soon as we took the window out and I put it down, he could tell that I was like defeated. He could tell I was super bummed. And he goes without without any hesitation. He goes, hey, bro, you're not a failure. Oh, and it I just know. killed me. I know. But the next day I woke up, I go convinced that like, oh, the window fit the whole time. I just we were just we let fear keep us from doing it. And it was the exact same day. It was like Groundhog Day. He shows up. His wife is on the van. And really? we put it in. And it looked perfect to me. It was like, oh, my gosh, there's never been a window this perfect before. <laughs> you wouldn't believe how great this window is. And another thing, not to be like cup half full, this time I put the window seal in correctly. So the first time I would have had all kinds of problems because I didn't put the window seal in correctly. Oh. I know. How did you learn that today? I went and got a, the right one, and I installed it correctly. Okay, well, that worked out. I know. On accident, right? Yeah, which is um, which is hilarious. Your life is very confusing. It's very confusing. It was hilarious. But his wife goes, Jeremiah, I'm so impressed with how resilient you are, like how much you showed up to do this Wait, again. did she specifically use that word? Because I didn't I'm, even know that No, we she were... said how, how quick you were to rally is what she said. Okay, but still. Resi yeah, resilient was your word. I didn't even know that that, well, that's the title. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but she said, I'm so surprised at how much you rallied. And what I think she was saying was because you were super bummed yesterday. And I said, I, I have a wife that knows what to tell me when I need to hear it. And I'm also on the hook for this van. So I had no other option but to rally. And I want to put that, that like inspiration into everything I do, where it's like the alternative is death. You have to rally. <laughs> like with your producing, I'm thinking with, specifically. Yeah. It's like um, the alternative is to never make music. Rally. Finish. Shut up. Do it. But you mentioned earlier that you and Natalie talked through uh, her saying that it doesn't look right. 
Yeah. And I told like. Did you tell her what you heard instead? No, I don't think I told her because they were packing, getting ready to leave because they, they were leaving today. And yesterday was the day we had like. Dedicated. You got them roped into doing it again. Too. I did. Uh, but it was also cool because like me and Kyler, I was like, dude, it's got to be you that helps me put the window in. And he was like, dude, I don't think I'm going to be here. And then whenever he could do it today, it was just really cool. It was like full circle. But I also have the automatic inclination to blame someone else when it goes wrong. Like there's this weird innate thing in me to be like, Oh, Natalie said it didn't look right. And she convinced us instead of admitting like, Oh, I was so insecure doing it. I was looking for someone to, to, to reveal my true self. Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't, I, I don't think I told her that, but it was, it was just a day where I was like, today was redemptive of yesterday, but I hear what you're saying I am resilient on most days, but I think that I am the exact same in those things. You just, I just don't get to that place as often, but I'm always headed towards it. I just never end up there. You know what I mean? Like throughout yeah. my day, I've had like over COVID, I had that day a million times. Mm-hmm. Like I had that for eight straight months. I also realized in talking that Instagram, it can be a trigger for that. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. But I, I appreciate your candor with that. I feel I feel like that is very honest of you, and I feel like it's honest of, of me. Like, I feel like you represented both of us really well there because, I, I don't know, I have that show up, commit, because there's no reason not to. But the thing with the van and the thing with producing, like, you have immediate feedback that it's not going the way that you thought. Yeah. Because I live in hope. Like delusion is probably a better word that, oh, it just hasn't happened yet. Like I'm on my way to it. Yeah. I think something you said earlier, though, was really helpful. I don't know if maybe people can relate to either one of our stories of it specifically just like speaking for myself of like looking at someone like you and like, oh, how do they always push through? And it's really kind of fascinating and humbling to hear that you actually deal with a lot of fear in it as well. Oh, yeah. It just, like, it looks different on us. Yeah. Like, because I, I think we're, what am I trying to say? Like, some of the opposite of that, because I think we're opposite in a lot of ways, of, like, your willingness to just, like, rally and whatever is, like, like patience is something that you struggle with. And I think if I had your personality, I wouldn't have as, as much patience as I do. And I also think so I have to like, give up like a sense of like presence and a sense of like my feelings, honestly, yeah. because I put those things aside, those things aside to pursue like normalcy or whatever. Like I'm like, Oh, who cares about your feelings? This has to get done. Or, don't don't be present now. Look to the future when this is done. Yeah. And that keeps me from being happy like a lot of times. But I don't realize I'm unhappy because I'm focused on the future anyway. Yeah. I'm not present in my sadness or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's it. And, and I'm not trying to just like dogpile on you because of like all the good qualities I'm seeing. I'm not trying to be like, that's what you don't have. No, no. I, I, I'm, I'm just I, making I, like an example of like. You know, just a reminder that we're all super different in how we handle things. But Well, and it's also, yeah. you and I have talked so much about this. Therapy has been the best thing for me ever. Mm-hmm. Because 
before I come from a family and from a place in the country and from a generation of buck up kid, get back out there. Yeah. I was never taught like you told me this. Your mom taught you. It's okay to cry. Get it out. Like you'll feel better. And Mm -hmm. then we can reassess and then move forward. I was never given that space to go, yeah, man, feel your feelings. But when you're done, let's get back to work. It was always get back to work. No one cries. Just skip it. Just skip it. Mm -hmm. Skip the way you feel. And over the last eight months, I have gotten way better at sitting in the sad feelings and going. Yeah, you did that really well yesterday. I think that's what our talk was, was you sitting in it. Because I was pretty clear. Like I told you, I was like, I just feel like I'm so incapable that I screwed up putting us into the, like, I, I mean, I was borderline groveling. Like I was like, like having a pity party. No, you weren't. I, and I think that's the perception that maybe you've received in your head about how to process something like this is that it's a pity party. And that sounds very like self-deprecating, but that's not really what's happening. Well, I, I still have to unlearn. Mm-hmm. The, you know, whenever I cried as a little kid, it was always received as bad news. Not like in every facet of it. Not Not a healing thing. Not a healing thing. I think, I think your, whatever situation you want to call it yesterday was just a part of the process. Yeah, I think so too. It wasn't necessarily, it wasn't a pity party at all. I, I also, when I look back on it, the thing I'm proud of is that I didn't try to sugarcoat it. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't start looking for a silver lining until I could actually see one that I didn't have to reach for. Because it I also was... really helped me navigate how to help you. Yeah, because you were being so honest with where you were at, and I was able to just like really be like, "Oh my gosh, this is what you're feeling right now, isn't it?" And as a testament to you, as soon as I showed you the parts where I was hurting, you were like, "Let me show up for you." Mm-hmm. Instead of like, I hate that feeling of. Yeah, that sucks, man. And then you're just, oh, okay, cool. That's the whole talk. Love that. Love that. Uh, Uh, But that's, uh, people learn. You have to learn how to be in that space. And I I don't show up for it all the time the right way. I'm glad I was able to yesterday. But it's something, I think even the people that are best at that, you can't show up like that 100% of the time. You can't. It costs a lot. You can't. And you can't show up, like, there's also probably a limited capacity to how much you can show up for people in that regard. The also, for the something, processing party. I would be remiss, remiss if I didn't say this. Wait, did you hear that? What? Instead of a pity party, it's called a processing party. Processing party. I pee-pee. love that. So, uh, <laughs> as so, the last part, the window is drying as we speak right now. So we put the window in. It's held up against the glue so the glue can dry, and then we have uh, tape all around it, holding it in place while it dries. I'm, I'm like. Like only like five percent concerned that you're gonna show up and it's gonna be like on the ground. Uh, I'm going to go back over there within like three hours <laughs> yeah, just sorry. to check on I'm it. I'm not trying to be No, jerk, I think that's a great idea. It also poured down rain last night. We skipped that part. Yeah. Did, was there water in the van? No, no water in the van. Uh, but as I go to tape the window up and I'm like, feel, like I'm shedding the, the shame and like other, like pride is building back up. Yes, in me. yes. And I put the last thing of tape on and Natalie waddles back up because she's, she's like super pregnant. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Let's, she waddles okay. up in her overalls and she looks at the window <laughs> and she goes... Jeremiah, isn't it crazy that you are learning a whole new world and you're just like, just like diving into it. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to be like, you have no idea how much pain this has caused, but it's like pain that you can grow from. But it was really cool. Like when I, when I think back at her, 
she was being helpful and she was basically saying like, hey, should we at least double check this goofy looking window that right. was that wasn't installed yeah. correctly, but we didn't know it. Um, Don't you think that this situation built in you a lot of confidence for moving forward with the van? Oh, yeah, for sure. I was going to ask you, like, what do you I mean, we're we're really close to it. <laughs> like the van's the, the window's literally drying right now. But what do you think that you learned about yourself? I think that very few things are broken beyond repair. Like it can feel broken beyond repair, but go to Lowe's. There is a thing that will help you fix it. Yeah. Well, okay. I think we have to wrap this up now and move this over to Patreon, but I'd love to keep talking about it. Okay. You want to? Yes. Okay. uh, If you are having fun, we'll see you over at Patreon. Bye. Goodbye.